0: Welcome into another edition of the Potbelly Pigskin Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Liam Schneider. He is Graham McCool. How is it going tonight, Graham?
1: Things are going
0: good. Perfect. All right. So, we are going to look at the rest of the matchups for the week as well as talk about some start sit players for week 10 and then end the show with our bold prediction. Um, Mine's a little crazy. Yours seems a lot more doable than mine again. One of these weeks, man, you're going to have to go just way off the rails. Um, Just getting into some news. A lot of maintenance days for some guys. Looking at uh, Claypool, it looks like he's going to play. A.J. Brown was limited. Kamara, Harrison Stevenson both did not practice with concussions. So, I mean, that is a little bit concerning um Zeke was limited in practice as well good news for Noah Fant; he has been taken off the uh, reserve COVID list still waiting to hear what's happening with OBJ um it sounds like Devonte Adams has spoken to OBJ and wants him to come to Green Bay as well um and yeah Darnold he's on IR he's going to be out a while uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh he was on the practice field uh, Kyler Murray still not practicing uh Chris Carson's designated uh to re- he, sorry he's expected to return to practice Logan Thomas is still a little bit sore he says uh, to be determined for this week um, there's still no clarity on what was happening with Dalvin Cook from yesterday um, but yeah other than that it looks like it's a lot of it's a lot of maintenance days. You know, if your guys are out, if they're dealing with a questionable tag, you got to keep an eye on them. So make sure you're paying. is keep... back. Oh yeah, David Bactiari is back. So I mean, I mean, that's that's good news for the the Green Bay line. Sorry, I I I missed your team there, Graham. Again, um, but uh, yeah, that that it's should only be. An
1: all pro offensive but you know
0: i know and it's it's good news for for aaron jones and Rodgers if he plays and it pretty much everybody that is a skilled position player on that team because he's just a an upgrade over pretty much anything on almost any team at that position so all right well uh, i mean that pretty much does it for news did you have anything to add nope Alright, well let's, you know what, let's jump right into the rest of the Week 10 matchups here. Um, Starting with Minnesota and the Chargers. Uh, The Chargers are, uh, just looking at the Minnesota side of the ball, the Chargers are allowing the 28th most points to the quarterback, the 3rd most to the running back, the 31st most to the wide receiver, and the 5th most to the tight end. LA is also allowing the 2nd most rush yards to the running back.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's it's pretty obvious to just about anyone who, uh, you know, listened to that, who, what, what way you really beat uh, the Chargers. Um, I don't think there's any secrets, and I think that uh, if you're an owner of Dalvin Cook, uh, you're probably pretty happy knowing that you got one of the best running backs in the league going up against a team that is very much beatable on the run so i think you're definitely starting delvin cook this week i think beyond that uh obviously jefferson is an every week start yeah. uh the guys
0: R- almost
1: match up, <laughs> completely matchup proof at this point um he does have down weeks but his down weeks are you know seven eight points still
0: yeah they don't
1: sink uh, you yeah, I think Thielen is a bit more of a iffy start. And I know uh I get a lot of flack for how much I uh, how much you love
0: Adam <laughs> support
1: Thielen. Thielen all the time, but uh I think this is actually a week where Thielen is a bit more of a hit and miss player. I think he he I mean he obviously he's 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 got the talent, uh the connection with cousins, he could easily score fifteen points this week, but I see him a lot more as a touchdown-dependent receiver and uh, potentially being more in that zero to six kind of range.
0: Yeah, and I I agree. Dalvin Cook's great start. I'm not looking to start Adam Thielen this week. Uh, you're starting Jefferson, but one one player that I do want to touch on um, is Tyler Conklin, tight end for the Minnesota Vikings it is a plus matchup this week. He's a great streaming tight end for this week. So if you are in if you are in tight end purgatory as they like to call it, he is somebody that you can pick up off of waiver wires in pretty much almost every league and, and put him right into your starting lineup this week.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, let's look at the LA side of the ball. So Minnesota is allowing the 17th most points to the quarterback. 13th most to the running back, 7th most to the wide receiver, and 29th most to the tight end. Minnesota is also allowing the 5th most rush yards to the QB. Yeah,
1: as far as the Chargers go, um, I think that you kind of don't have a lot of surprises. Uh, Everyone's starting Austin Eckler. If you got him, you're playing him. Uh, this matches up well for wide receivers. Uh, last year, or last week, I was very uh, on with my Allen guess. I think he's yeah. going to continue a bit of that uh, moving into this week, and I think we'll see a lot of passes go his way. Uh, so I think Allen's a great start. Um, I think Mike Williams is also not a bad start in this one. Uh Minnesota's certainly beatable uh, at the wide receiver position, and uh, they've definitely been beatable deep a bit this year. So uh, expecting that at least one or two passes are going to go deep to Williams, I think there's a good shot that uh, Herbert has a decent day, and I think uh, Williams as well
0: yeah um i mean there's like you said there's not many surprises on the on the la chargers side of the ball just because their their players are already so uh, i mean they're well known uh, who you're starting there's not a whole lot of streaming options in my opinion on that side of the ball the thing that concerns me in regards to mike williams is apparently he has been dealing with a knee injury for the last few weeks and it definitely shows considering what like he went off against Cleveland and then Baltimore only 3.7 points in half point PPR uh less than 3 against New England and then less than 7 against the against the Eagles so um and this is like he's already had his bye too so the concerning part about that for me is it it doesn't look like it's getting better and there's no there's nowhere for him to rest with that knee injury so I'm I'm a little bit worried about him for the rest of the year. You know, I've
1: I've I've heard whispers about the knee injury, but he seems to be practicing. He doesn't seem to be operating with much of a designation or anything, which to me is encouraging. If you've got a knee injury, you tend to miss a couple of days practice early in the week, uh, leading into games. He's not doing that, so I think. It is entirely possible that some of this is just Williams. He, His whole career, he has been that guy who goes off for like three straight weeks and then goes invisible for the next five, and then he goes off again. Uh, I, I think if you got him, if you're in a situation where you can afford to have a guy who might get you three points... Um, Mike Williams is, uh, is not a bad start. I think if you're in a tough matchup where you need a guy who can get you 25, I think Mike Williams is a great start.
0: Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just a little concerned with the knee, but uh, I mean, that could be just me. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he does go off in this plus matchup against, against Minnesota. So anyways, let's, uh, let's move on to the next matchup, which is Carolina and Arizona. Um Arizona uh, so just looking at Carolina, Arizona's allowing the 29th most points to the quarterback, 29th most to the running back, 15th most to the wide receiver, and 31st most to the tight end. Um it's it's tough looking at the Carolina side of the ball because Sam Darnold's not going to be starting, which I mean honestly isn't that big of a deal, but it's it's unknown with PJ Walker what's going to happen to the likes of DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall. Uh, Robbie Anderson I mean Terrence Marshall and Robbie Anderson aren't on, they're not they shouldn't be on your team anymore but I'm more interested in see what happens with DJ Moore CMC is you're gonna start him no matter what because he can just create offense he doesn't need to rely on the quarterback position as much as DJ Moore but uh, yeah I'm other than other than CMC and DJ Moore I'm not really touching anybody else in this matchup for on the Carolina side of the ball.
1: Yeah, um, I I really don't think this is a, a great week for just about anyone. Um, CMC is obviously CMC. As long as he's healthy, he's in your lineup. But, yeah, uh, even more who looked fairly matchup-proof early on in the year. Um, you know, wide receivers still need someone to throw them the ball. And if uh, you can't get someone reliable to do that, then... I, I I think it's not a good week to be starting them, to be honest, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, the quality of targets have significant... Like, they've just gone down after the first, th- I guess, like, probably four games, five games. Well, it's
1: not just the quantity, it's the quality. No, that's what I said, like, quality.
0: I didn't say quantity. I said the quality of oh, targets have gone yeah. down. Yeah. Just watching tape yeah. from the games, it's just... They're not catchable, <laughs> the targets... Like, he occasionally makes a catch that looks almost impossible, but uh, a lot of the times there's just, there's, it it can't be helped. Like, there's no, he's in a lose lose situation, essentially. So,
1: well, and he's, he's not a, he's not a a big guy. Like, I think he's about six feet, but he's not, yeah, he's not a, a massive target for you to have. Like, you throw to, hopkins like you can throw it two feet over his head and he's going to pull it down absolutely uh it's almost impossible to miss a guy like him but moore's not that receiver he's he's quick he's uh very concise route runner but he's not he's not that guy that has you know the seven foot wingspan that can catch just about anything in the vicinity and so he needs a little more accurate quarterback and I just don't see him getting that in the near future in Carolina.
0: Yeah, it's funny because you actually watch DJ Moore's college tape and a lot of a lot of the cat the passes he was catching in college were terrible targets as well, but obviously just different kind of defense, different kind of athlete you're going up against in the NFL. So I mean, it's 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 again, not a great situation for him. Alright, let's take a look at the Arizona side of the ball. Carolina is aligned the twenty-seventh most points to the quarterback, 26th the most points to the running back, 28th most points to the wide receiver, and 19th most points to the tight end. If Kyler's if Kyler's back and he's healthy, you're starting him. I think James Connor with Edmonds out is an auto start. I think James Connor actually might be an every week start from now on. Um Ito Benjamin is apparently going to get worked into the offense a little bit, so he could be he could be a flex dart throw. I mean, even a DFS play. So, I and he actually looked pretty good last week watching the game. He he looked like he he looked almost Darren Sproles esque in my opinion. So, I I mean, if they if they involve him, there could be some value there. And uh, just Zacherts, I mean, he's he's not a terrible start, but I mean, if, if you have him and you're not confident in anything that you see on the wire, I have no issue throwing Zacherts into your lineup.
1: Well, with Zacherts, you definitely get the talent. Uh, this game will be interesting to see. It's, it's. I mean, Carolina has slipped a little bit defensively, but they're still a fantastic defense. And I think this is a game where and I know I am very much against the grain on this, but I think James Connor is not the truth moving forward. <laughs> I think he had a I think he had a phenomenal game and I don't think anyone's gonna argue, you know, you look back at his start in Pittsburgh, he's he's a very talented back. But he's not a 20-touch guy. No, but that's the thing
0: that they're doing in Arizona. They're not giving him 20 touches. The only only time that he had 20 touches was last week when Edmonds got hurt, right?
1: Yeah, and this week Edmonds is hurt again. And I think there's a solid possibility that Connor touches the ball 10 times in the first half and then leaves the game. Um, Like You just can't feed the guy. Like I don't know if it's this week or next week, but... I said it for years when he was in Pittsburgh, make him a ten or fifteen touch guy, and you'll get great production. If you go above that, you get a game or two, and he's injured. And I think you're going to see that again this year, and it's unfortunate. Because um, I'm I'm happy that he's doing well on, in a new situation, but I, I I don't know, like I I don't think all these people who are jumping on the bandwagon because he had his big week and he got tons of touches. I think they're just going to end up disappointed and and hating on him, and I don't think that's fair. I don't think he should be put in the situation.
0: All right. Well, uh, I mean, only the weekend can tell, right? So. Oh, yeah. I do think Arizona's defense is a great start, though. I I was just going to say that. Yeah, Arizona's defense this week against... PJ Walker and you know I I think if PJ Walker falters I I don't think Rule has any hesitation in going to go into Barkley who is the third string guy cuz he's he's been known to come into games and just start just start chucking right so I mean if PJ Walker starts off poorly my my hope is that Barkley comes in right away All right let's move on to the next matchup which is Philadelphia against Denver Um, looking at the Philly side of the ball, Denver is allowing the 30th most points to the quarterback, the 22nd most points to the running back, the 18th most points to the wide receiver and the 32nd most points to the tight end.
1: Uh, yeah, this one is, uh, I mean, it's Philadelphia up against a great defense, which is not necessarily where you want to be i think uh denver's pass rush took a bit of a hit but i don't think it took as big as a lot of people think you saw last week um they're still vicious yeah and hurts is uh i, I mean you kind of start hurts every week and just know that he's probably gonna manage to get you 50 60 yards on the ground which will salvage the week despite the fact that he plays terribly um i i i honestly don't know if i'm starting anyone outside of Hertz this week um it's you know you look at the running back situation um Sanders might be back might not uh even if he is like, who do you really trust in that running game at this point? Um, yeah. Especially against a defense like Denver. I think Hurts is about the only one I'm looking to start out of that entire offense.
0: I mean, I'm... So, here's the thing. if Because especially with the teams that are on by this week, you've got Chicago, Cincinnati, Houston, and the Giants. Three out of those four teams have good running back situations. Um, whether it be Booker or Barkley. So, I mean, those are three significant I mean, four if you throw Herbert in, right? That's that's four significant names. Somebody might be forced to start a running back in Philly, and if I'm being completely honest, for me it's Jordan Howard. I also agree with you, I don't have any problems starting Hurts. but I'm I'm gonna kind of go a little bit away and say that I I know you you're not I I'm pre- I'm pretty sure it's you. I can't remember if it was you or Zach. That aren't the biggest fan of devonta smith i'm comfortable starting devonta smith this week
1: i i I like smith a lot i think he's incredibly talented i think he's got a terrible quarterback situation (laughs) and i think he's um even in plus matchups he can go for a goose egg because he's got a terrible quarterback situation um it's it's so hard to trust guys like that um and it's nothing against him it's completely all against hurts
0: yeah i i just it, he showed me something last week just watching him and i just uh, it, it felt like that here's a rookie wide receiver taking a step kind of situation so
1: He's a phenomenal receiver. He's uh, honestly put him on any other team and he'd be in my lineup. I, I uh, put
0: there's him very few as a as a route runner, in, in my opinion, I put him in the top ten in the league already as a rookie. Like
1: yeah, he's, he's, he's a phenomenal
0: unbelievable.
1: phenomenal talent uh that is just wasted right now in Philadelphia because they don't have a quarterback who can actually hit him accurately.
0: All right and well... consistently. Let's move over to the Denver side of the ball. Uh, Looking at uh, Denver, Philadelphia is allowing the 18th most points to the quarterback, 6th most points to the running back, 29th most points to the wide receiver, and the most points to the tight end. They are also allowing the 2nd most receiving yards to the tight end.
1: Uh, I mean, Philadelphia is another one of those defenses that it's it's pretty obvious how you beat them. Um, They have... Questionable linebackers, which lead to great running games against them and uh, great tight end performances. Um, I think that if Fant is healthy, I think you gotta you gotta throw him in your lineup. Uh, not only because he was doing very well this season. Uh, but also just because it, it it's such a great matchup for them. Um, and he, They uh, did
0: take him off of the COVID list today, so I, I feel like he's starting this week.
1: I think there's a pretty solid chance, yeah. And if he is, uh, absolutely roll with him. Um, beyond that, I think this is a, a matchup that uh, I personally wouldn't mind flexing both Gordon and Williams um, I think Javonte showed a lot of uh, a lot of those kind of flashes of what people drafted him for this year above uh, Gordon and I think that this is a good good matchup for him there's a chance uh, Denver may end up with a decent lead and Philadelphia bleeds running yards, so I th- I think you can start both of those guys with some confidence.
0: Yeah, I have a little bit more confidence on the Melvin Gordon side just because it seems that he gets the goal line work as well. Um, absolutely. Yeah, and he's... He was more involved in the passing game last week, too. Javante didn't get any targets last week. Um, but yeah, Javante's Javonte's stats are absolutely ridiculous. The, like, he... He is so good and he's going to be honestly, in my opinion, probably a top five running back next year because Gordon's gonna be gone after next year. So I I mean yeah, it I I I think I'm just still angry at the fact that they didn't trade Melvin Gordon at the deadline. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm not I'm not looking at starting Sutton. I honestly think that you might be able to cut Sutton. Um because it seems Tim Patrick Tim, Bat- Tim Patrick's been better this year than Sutton at some points. It's just, I don't know what it is between Sutton and Bridgewater, but there are so many missed opportunities between those two. Um Jerry Judy there as well. It's just it, it, it seems like it's wide receiver Roulette on that team, and it just I want to stay away from it. All right, let's go over to Seattle and Green Bay. Um, looking at the Seattle side of the ball, Green Bay is allowing the 24th most points to the quarterback, the 20th most points to the running back, the 27th most points to the wide receiver, the 17th most points to the tight end. Green Bay is also allowing the third most rush yards to the quarterback. I'm, they say that Wilson's going to be back this week. Uh, sorry, they've confirmed that Wilson's going to be back this week, so I I, I'm not super confident in starting him in his first week back after a a finger injury on his throwing hand. But, uh, I, it's hard to say that because he does run the ball and green Bay does allow the most, uh, like the third most rush yards to the quarterback in the NFL. So I, I mean that, that could provide you a safe baseline, but I think there's better streaming options out there and it's more of a wait and see what happens with Wilson. Um, in regards to the running back situation, it sounds like Carson's not going to play, so Alex Collins uh, definitely is in play here. Not a great matchup. Wide receiver matchup is not great. I think you don't start Lockett this week. You can start Metcalf just because he is one of those guys that can physically take over a game. Uh, there's not much in the way of tight ends on on the uh, Seattle side of the ball, so I, I mean, just find somewhere better to stream a tight end. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for me, with with Wilson coming back, I mean, Russ is, he didn't have any kind of mobility issues, which a lot of guys will come back when they're a quarterback, they'll come back early if they've got knee, hip, different other kind of problems, which still hamper their ability to move, throw, plant, um, and all sorts of other things, but they still come back earlier than they should with a finger issue it's hard to say uh, how that's going to impact him the one thing that does concern me is that he's not the biggest guy I don't even think he's 6 feet tall and uh, I don't think his hands are that big so when it comes to gripping football
0: Wilson has the same size hands as Brett Favre did does he? yeah he's got big hands
1: I thought he had small hands for some reason
0: Uh, Russell Wilson does have actually quite large hands.
1: I don't know where I I read that, but yeah, if he's got quite large hands, then I think your issues around um, his fingers become a lot less significant just because he's not going to have any issues with gripping the ball still. Yeah. Um, And so I I, I don't know. Like, personally – I think any time that Wilson is in the lineup you start Lockett. Um Lockett and Wilson have a great connection and uh Lockett has had so many games that you don't expect uh just because of that connection that I like obviously DK, you're you're starting DK, but I think Lockett's safe as well.
0: Yeah. I I've just yeah. I, I mean I I would prefer to stay away from Lockett, but uh, I mean after this week, I'm more confident in starting Lockett. Um, Let's take a look at the Green Bay side of the ball. Seattle is allowing the 19th most points to the quarterback, 4th most points to the running back, 21st most points to the wide receiver, and 16th most points to the tight end. Seattle is also allowing the 3rd most receiving yards to the running back. Um, Rogers is supposed to be back. I don't know if he will be back because just because he's not vaccinated having to have negative tests, I think this still is a possibility of being a Jordan Love game, which to me takes – I mean, you're starting Aaron Jones, but it – you're not expecting him to have the Aaron Jones type of week that he would have against Seattle if Aaron Rodgers was playing. Um, Adams, you're always starting Adams. Who knows? Maybe OBJ is there. I – honestly think that it's not going to be great for obj if he's there um he's going to be second fiddle to adams uh he still has not played with aaron Rodgers or jordan loves he's not used to the offense so if you have obj and he ends up in green bay and it's for some reason he ends up playing this week uh, don't start him this week um and then tight end it's just non-existent in green bay so find somewhere else yeah
1: yeah, and, and I think OBJ, regardless of where he ends up, don't start him this week. Uh, yeah, they do decide to roll him onto a field, it'll just be for a couple of plays, a couple simple things. Uh, he's not going to get a full compliment by any stretch in a brand-new offense. Um, Rodgers, I think it, with COVID, they always seem to think uh, – They'll be back right away. And I think it's more of a hope and pray thing. Um, he might get two negative tests back. He might not. Uh, I wouldn't invest all my hopes and dreams into the idea of him being back. Um, but obviously, if he is, uh, you know, their whole wide receiver core gets a a major boost. Um, and you can start looking at potentially starting guys beyond uh, Devontae. Uh, if Rodgers isn't back, Adams is the only person you're starting out of that receiver core. And then if if for whatever reason Rodgers is back and Wilson isn't, I think this is a blowout game. And then I think you could look at starting Dylan as well as Jones.
0: Yeah, I mean th- those are all great takes on that. So I, I mean it's just tough because it's still unknown at this point of the week. So all right, let's a lot uh, of uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's take a look at Kansas City and Las Vegas. Um, just look at the Kansas City side of the ball. Uh, Vegas is allowing the twenty fourth, twenty fifth most points to the quarterback, eleventh most points to the running back, thirtieth most points to the wide receiver, and sixth most points to the tight end
1: so this one is uh this one has a little bit of uncertainty wrapped into it as well uh it's obviously another team that is a good matchup at the running back and a bad matchup at the quarterback and wide receiver um las vegas also has some linebacker issues so on paper it looks you know ch is is uh Trending towards playing, um, and it looks like it's a bit of a plus matchup. Uh, I think the only way you really want to start a running back for Kansas City right now is if CEH doesn't come back. And then you could probably look at starting Darrell Williams with some confidence. Uh, I don't think either has shown enough this year to suggest that in a timeshare um situation, which I think CEH first game back, they're not going to throw 20 touches his way. In a timeshare situation, I don't think either back has really shown enough to suggest that they could be that relevant with 10 touches. And uh, beyond that, I mean, obviously, Kelsey, Hill, Mahomes, stardom.
0: Yeah, that kind of goes without saying. Um, I think you hit the nail right on the head there with if CH is back, there's not really a whole lot of confidence in starting any running back in, in the Kansas city backfield, because I think it will be a committee issue. Um, But yeah. And the other thing is that I want to say is in regards to Vegas with everything that they've had to deal with this year with Gruden, with rugs and now with Arnett, which was absolutely insane. Just watching that video. Um, you gotta think at some point the morale's gotta be down, and that's gonna affect the team, right? You it may have you might have noticed it a bit last week going against the Giants, but it, I think losing Arnett, who was one of their starting corners, not a great starting corner, but they still have Casey Hayward, so they still have their best starting corner. I I think this might be a better matchup for the wide receiver than what it shows on paper right now.
1: I think it might be a better matchup for the wide receiver. I don't think that it necessarily plays towards Hill. Um, yeah. It, but, you know, uh, Hardman, every week, he's uh, he's a possibility. Um, I think right now, with where Kansas City's at and where their offense has been at, uh, Mahomes has been under pressure pretty consistently. Defenses are blitzing the crap out of him. I don't think Las Vegas is going to be any different.
0: Yeah, Vegas um, has a good pass rush.
1: Yeah, they they already have a good pass rush, and they're going to be blitzing. And I think with that, obviously, you know, Kelsey, you start him every week, he's, he's going to do well. Uh, this is a great matchup for him. Um, and Hill Hill can break anything. Uh, he doesn't need more than three receptions to have a 20-point game. Uh, so, like, you, you got to have some faith in Hill there, but Hardman, it, he just hasn't had the looks and the good looks. Uh, when Mahomes is under pressure and throwing... Uh, you saw in the Super Bowl. you've seen it in a lot of weeks since nobody throws well when there's a hand in their face. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's it's so hard to trust anyone behind Hill on that uh, receiver core.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is it's because Hardman's just let you down too many times when you thought he was gonna have like he had a plus matchup or a good situation. All right, well let's let's talk about the Vegas side of the ball. Um, Kansas City is allowing the second most points to the quarterback, 18th most points to the running back, 23rd most points to the wide receiver, fourth most points to the tight end. Kansas City is also allowing the most rush yards to the quarterback. Don't really think that's going to come into play this week though, and the most receiving yards, uh, sorry, the fifth most receiving yards to the running back, as well as the most receiving yards to tight end.
1: Yeah, um, I think there's probably a solid chance that Carl have a couple of rushing yards. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be a
0: 50 up... or a 60 rushing yard game for him, though.
1: He's probably not going to get a, a crazy amount, but Kansas City does tend to go for broke a little bit on the defensive side, which allows quarterbacks to escape out of the pocket, and uh, their linebacker core isn't stellar. Which uh, makes it so that even a guy like Carr could easily have a couple of times where he gets flushed out and gets, you know, six or eight yards on a few carries. And I, I, I think this is a good matchup for him. I think Carr will have a good game. Um, how, how good is is hard to say as. Anytime you see a uh, quarterback, like, obviously, quarterbacks at, at number two, it's largely due to the running upside, which won't be as much of a factor.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, you look at the disparity between the quarterback and the wide receiver, uh, they're allowing 23rd most to wide receiver and second to quarterback. A lot of that is gained is the in the running.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so... I don't think that plays as much into Carr and I don't think it's as favorable of a matchup as people think, but Carr's been good all year. I think he'll get some running yards and I think he'll have a fine enough game. Um, He certainly has the tight end to, you know, exploit a very easy to exploit uh, defense at the tight end. So I think Waller's going to go absolutely off in this one. Um, I think there's a good chance you end up with Drake getting a couple of passes out of the backfield and having a decent week.
0: Yeah and just to add on like I remember a time at this year and yeah it is it is easy to poke fun at Kansas City with their record being the way it is and them not being like them not looking like the Kansas City of old but I remember a time this year where Kansas City's defense, was, like, in the bottom, like, allowing, I think it was, like, the most points to the quarterback, the fifth most points to the running back, the third most points to the wide receiver, and then, like, the sixth most points to the tight end. I remember where they, there was times where I was looking at it being like, how does Steve Spagnuolo still have a job as a defensive coordinator? They have made improvements to their to their, their play against the running back and the wide receiver position, so um and it's it's been drastic that it's only been a few weeks since i had those thoughts
1: they they've definitely made strides and um i i mean they're i think they're even coming up in points to the quarterback it's just they were so they had so many points scored against them at the quarterback yeah. that it'll take a while for that number to really not look awful but uh yeah i th- i think they're a better defense than they show on paper and uh you know the las vegas receiver core renfro's renfro's a very good receiver he's not great and uh when he's your number one guy i don't think that's a a huge confidence factor and they they just they don't have anything really elite to throw to other than you other than at tight end um
0: oh didn't you hear they signed Deshaun jackson come on
1: <laughs> yes um <laughs> and
0: <laughs>
1: i think he is uh washed yeah washed New to the offense, they're pretty much going to have him on the field to sprint down
0: it, yeah. <laughs>
1: and then off to the sideline um,
0: after he pulls the hammy. Yeah,
1: I, I mean they'll have him on, you know, every once in a while to sprint as fast as he can. Mostly, probably as like a deep decoy for something else shorter to Waller to pull a safety. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't see dish on having any real impact in this game
0: no and uh it's hard to see any receiver having an impact no yeah i think it's going to be mostly i I think drake waller jacobs if he's healthy that's about it for me Uh, yeah all right well let's move on to the monday nighter which is the rams versus the 49ers uh, looking at the Rams, San Francisco is allowing the third most points to the quarterback, the 12th most points to the running back, the 24th most points to the wide receiver, and the 24th most points to the tight end. San Francisco is also allowing the second most rush yards to the quarterback. But again, I, this isn't something that's going to come into play for for Stafford. He's not a rushing guy. Um, so, I, I mean, he's he's still going to be able to throw. Like, the disparity that we were talking about in the, match, the last matchup, there's there's points there's more points to be had here in my opinion just because it, it the the Rams running backs are very involved whether it be touch passes whether it be screen passes kind of thing so and I mean the wide receivers with the Rams are significantly better um, than the wide receiver situation in Vegas right now so um, Cooper Cup Robert Woods Van Jefferson let me down last week so I think I'm kicking him to the curb. Um, but, and I, and also never, ever start Tyler Higby. So I'm just going to say that now before you make any kind of Higby joke.
1: <laughs> Why you got to steal my thunder? I'm sorry. Um... I just,
0: I needed to put, I needed to just kill that right there and not have it come up.
1: Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think while, while I am, you know, perfectly willing to bet on Derek Carr running for 30 yards, uh, I don't think Stafford's running for anything but a cheeseburger. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think that uh, I, I think obviously Henderson is is a fantastic start. Cupwoods. If you got him, get him in there. Uh, I think this is a great matchup for him. I think that uh, you're gonna see a lot of points put up by all four of those guys.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy just to slot all those guys in your lineup for this week. All right, um, yeah. let's go over to the San Francisco side of the ball. Uh, the Rams are allowing the 26th most points to the quarterback, the 19th most points to the running back, the 25th most points to the wide receiver, and the 12th most points to the tight end. The Rams are also allowing the 5th most pass yards. To me, I'm still not starting Jimmy G, regardless of that last stat. Um Elijah Mitchell seems to be the back to own in San Francisco. It's not an awesome matchup, but volume is going to make him relevant. Um, I want to say, I, I know uh, you're going to completely disagree on this because we talked about it yesterday, but I think IU gets a better play than Debo this week. Um, I think Jalen Ramsey is going to be following Debo around. The, uh, the rest of the... Like, they're going to be heavy focus on George Kittle because he is back. He looked great last week. And I think Aiyuk's going to eat because of it. um And, and I, I alluded to it just a second ago. Kittle, I, he's going to get the focus, but he, it's still a good matchup for him regardless. Like, tight ends are not easy to play. If you have George Kittle, you're going to play him. This is a good matchup for him. And it's... <sighs> the difference between tight end the top five tight ends and the rest of them. The rest of them are a dice roll. I don't think Kittle's a dice roll. You can be happy playing him.
1: Uh yeah, I mean Kittle's matchup proof. There's not really any point debating it. Yeah uh,
0: terrible matchup last week and went off, so
1: he he can he, Kittle is one of the rare um very, very rare even throughout there isn't another guy in the league really other than um you know uh, you can make an argument for a couple of them that can really truly be put in the category that Kittle is uh if he wasn't injury prone he would be the best tight end in football um nobody can block like him and contribute and can catch like him he's he's absolutely phenomenal and if you have him and he's healthy play him doesn't matter uh, I don't think. I, I'm not uh, as opposed to the idea of Ayuk as I think you think. I am opposed to the idea that he's going to outscore Debo for the rest of the year. <laughs> um, I think those are very different things. Uh, the world is not just black and white. And it, I think Ayuk.
0: Scenario?
1: Yes, I think Ayuk can have a good rest of the season and i think this is a good matchup for him uh chances are they end up down and having to throw the ball a bunch um i think there's a very good chance that he has a has a good game in a plus matchup as far as a wide receiver two on a team is uh you know gonna go uh i think debo still uh you know he's he's debo uh i don't know that he's completely matchup proof uh his quarterback situation definitely doesn't allow that but i think that uh, i think he'll still have a fine enough game and if you got him i as long as he's healthy and uh looking good i don't see why you would be hesitant to start him necessarily um i think Mitchell he's he's obviously the guy he's obviously getting all the touches um i think this one is a tough one to start them. Uh, not necessarily because the Rams are that good against the run, um, but they are—they are definitely very serviceable against the run. They—they—they're a decent defense that way. And Mitchell hasn't gotten a ton of pass work, so my one concern really would be that if they end up down quickly in this one. How much they're going to abandon the run and look to pass a lot more.
0: So it could be a Jamichael Hasty kind of game, then.
1: Hard to say. But at the very least, he might just be in there blocking a lot.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that is the last matchup for the night. So why don't we head right into start sit for week 10? Who are you starting at quarterback?
1: So my start at quarterback is Matty Ice. Um, I think that uh, this week in, partic- in particular, I mean, Matt Matt Ryan's looked actually quite good of late. Um, I think he has settled into the kind of offense he's running. He seems to, you know, he lost his top wide receiver unexpectedly and he seems to almost be getting better uh and dallas is a great matchup uh chances are dallas is gonna put up a lot of points in this one and ryan is gonna have to throw to keep them serviceably in it so i think that you know he's it's hard not to see him putting up at least 20 points
0: all right. Well, I've got Trevor Lawrence this week going up against Indianapolis. Um, Indy's allowing the fifth most points to the quarterback. So Trevor Lawrence, he's going to he's gonna have a good week this week. It's a better matchup than he had last week against Buffalo. I think they will be down against Indy. So much like what you said with Matt Ryan, he is going to have to throw the ball to come back. So, I mean, he's going to be relevant in regular time and garbage time, essentially, in my opinion. So he's he's a great start this week.
1: Fair enough. Um, For me, uh, with my sit, um, I went with Cousins. Uh, I think that uh, after starting off the year quite hot, he has definitely cooled down a little bit. And he's up against the Chargers, which have just been a terrible defense to play at quarterback uh, all year. I think that... This week they're going to they're going to lean heavy on Dalvin Cook and Madison, and I think they're just I, I I don't think this is a good week for him.
0: All right, and I have Baker Mayfield going against the Patriots. Um, Patriots allowing the thirty first most points to the quarterback, so they're the second best defense against the quarterback in fantasy football. Um, not only that, but it's also the fact that he's probably going to be missing Chubb, Felton their fourth string running back um and there's not much in the way of wide receivers uh, other than people's jones in my opinion on there so the weapons just aren't there and the the running game which they essentially is their offense it's it's taken a big hit with the guys that they're missing from covid so
1: fair enough um moving on to my starts at running back uh my first one is uh miles gaskin your favorite Um, player my favorite person to put on this list (laughs) it seems like i'm doing it every week
0: i feel like you know
1: it, it, it it's pretty frequent that i've i i i got a lot of faith that uh Miami's got to eventually start leaning on their talent, and uh, I think it's pretty easy to see who their best running back is and definitely who their most dynamic one is. So I think that he's going to be a lot more consistent in his touches. Baltimore, uh, 10th against the running back, Uh, they've been very easy to beat on the ground and I think this is one where they end up down, which isn't necessarily a great spot for a lot of running backs, but uh, Gaskin is, has been involved in their passing game. I think he'll continue to be. And I think that uh, that's really a great way to beat the Baltimore defense is with at the tight end but also at the running back with those dump off passes.
0: All right, and who's your other one?
1: So my other one, I, I put uh, before the news came that uh, Miles Sanders might be back. But uh, if Sanders isn't back, if he is, I think it's too busy of a backfield. But if Sanders isn't back, I had Jordan Howard. Uh, he's looked good since returning. He's a lot younger than you think he is i think he's 26 or 27 uh so i think he's still got yeah like he's you you think of jordan howard and you think of a guy who's like 32 33 but he's actually not all that old um and uh yeah i think he's still got plenty of tread left on his tires he's a big rumbler. I think there's a good chance that if anyone's going to make headway against a stout Denver defense, I think it's Howard, and he's going to probably be the goal line guy. So I think he's got a solid chance at a nice baseline anyway.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's 27, so that's, uh, that is a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's a lot younger than I thought he was. Um, Okay, so my my running back starts of the week, um, I put Zach Moss slash Devin Singletary, because it is Zach Moss if he's playing. If he's not playing, it's Devin Singletary. Um, Great matchup for the running backs, uh, for them this week, going against the Jets, Um, like the Jets are allowing the most points to the running back, like the fifth most rush yards to the running back, and they're allowing also the most receiving yards to the running back, so um, I think both are playable if they're if Moss is in, but I, I, I tend to lean on Moss being a much better start than Singletary this week if they're both in. Um, and my other running back start is, and I really need to listen to my own advice here because I think uh, we talked about this earlier, just in regards to how much confidence you have in someone. I, I my other running back start is Javante Williams this week, so uh, good matchup against Philly. Um, he is splitting carries with with Melvin Gordon, but he's clearly the more talented back. I think he takes advantage of it this week. Feel very confident putting him in your lineup.
1: See, I was I was so surprised, knowing that you had him on as your sit, with how much praise you were giving on Gordon, how much hesitance here you were well, no, talking no, no. I, about I'm, Javante. I'm but...
0: I'm saying start Javante. It's the fact that I'm. I mean, I'll go, you know what? I'll go right into my running back sits here just to explain it because I have both, I have Javante and I have Antonio Gibson on pretty much all of my teams in my leagues. It's, it's the fact that right now in one of my leagues, I have a situation where I have Nick Chubb who has COVID. I have Joe Mixon who's on buy and I've got Antonio Gibson and Javante Williams, um, And I feel like you should
1: explain that this is a... It's a keeper
0: uh, league. It's a keeper league, just in case anyone's wondering how the (laughs) heck I got those guys on my team. Um, It's not like a two-team league or anything, but it's a keeper league. Um, So I've got Antonio Gibson in my starting lineup right now. What I'm saying is I need to listen to my own advice. Javante Williams should be in my starting lineup over over Gibson. Um, Just with the fact that he's hurt... He's still dealing with that stress fracture. He split times with Patterson. He split share uh, share, uh, with Patterson, and there's McKissick as well. Um, It's just, it's also a tough matchup against Tampa Bay. So sit him. And uh, another one that I know is probably not a popular opinion, but I am sitting DeAndre Swift this week. I'm not confident in starting him. He's got a he's got a bad matchup against Pittsburgh. And I think just a that offense just seems so terrible.
1: Fair enough. Um, I went with super unpopular opinions as well on my sets this week. Oh wow, um, I'm
0: just seeing them now.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people are gonna agree with me, but uh My first one is uh, Michael Carter. I know he's kind of everybody's favorite uh, back half of the season running back. I think uh, Buffalo's a terrible matchup. In a full PPR league, I think he might give you enough to be serviceable this week uh, based off the fact that there's a good chance that White's going to end up with a bunch of check down passes um, that go his way. But... I don't see him getting much done against Buffalo. Um, they're just such a good defense. And I i mean, outside of one exceptional week, I don't think he's really shown me anything to make me think that he's going to be the stud that I think a lot of people wanted him to be. Uh, my other guy, uh, which I touched on a little bit earlier when we were talking about Arizona, uh, is James Conner. Um, I don't have the faith that the world seems to have in him. He's really, I mean, he's had very good weeks. He's not had any kind of really bad down games. He's definitely had their short yardage stuff. Um I think he's now officially a running back one um you know it's it's been a good year for him he's had I think a he's couple RB6 of
0: six on the season uh
1: I I don't know if he's quite that high but I think he's top 12 um but in any case uh yeah he's he's been very good there have been I think he's only got one other game above 20 outside of obviously last week's massive blowout, but that was against San Francisco, which isn't it, it's not it's not a team that a lot of people brag about beating. And I think he's he's had his one big game. Um, I don't know that he's got another 30 point baseline in him. And I don't know that he can handle the kind of workload that I think people are expecting him to have moving forward. And I think this is just, I, I just, I don't feel like this is a good week for him.
0: Okay. And uh, just when you were saying you don't think he's that high, were you talking about in standard or PPR? I <sighs>
1: I mean, obviously, I think James Conner has more appeal in standard than Because he's RB6 in standard. Yeah. In in standard, he has more appeal just because he gets the touchdowns and uh, that side. I think with Edmonds gone, he's probably going to be on the field a little more and having a little more passes thrown his way. So I think... um, he still has the the full PPR uh, appeal as well but I just think this is this is not his week and uh yeah I think um obviously if you don't have a lot of great options uh then you might you're gonna probably look his way anyway but yeah. I wouldn't I'd taper expectations this week.
0: Okay. Uh who do you have for your wide receiver starts?
1: Uh wide receiver starts um I went with uh a couple of uh real easy to get off waiver wire guys. Oh yeah, they are deep. Yeah, these these are these are not tough ones. Uh we are through the first round of waiver wires and you can probably still find these guys on just about any of them uh my first one was traquan smith i think last week he looked like the most likely saints receiver to do anything and i think right now you're looking at him up against a tennessee defense uh they're 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 not tough to beat at wide receiver at quarterback And that offense is going to put up points. So I think New Orleans is going to have to pass in this one. And if they are passing, I think it's going to be shorter where Traquan Smith is a lot more viable option than some of the other guys like Callaway. Um, And I mentioned it, uh, I think, yesterday that while Harris and Callaway have had more time this year to develop chemistry, uh, whether it be Hill or Simeon, um, it there hasn't been, I think, the same time for those guys with either of those quarterbacks. So I don't think he's at the same disadvantage he would be if Winston was still there.
0: All right, and uh, I'll uh, I'll share my much less deep. Well, I might
1: as well go with my other one. Oh, yeah, sorry. I've...
0: I've... See, you started talking about the two guys that you could get off the waiver wire, and I forgot that you uh, only mentioned one of them.
1: <laughs> so the second one, uh, which you can probably still get, is uh, Khalif Raymond. Uh, he is coming off a of bye week. And uh, the week before that against Philly, he had zero points. <laughs> so there's a lot of... Uh, there's a very good chance that you're going to find him on a waiver wire. Uh, he's definitely a guy... I think he's had zero a couple times this season. But he's also had some of those like 15-plus. Uh, I think he might have even had 20 in one game. Uh, he He's... I mean, he's in a terrible offense, and he's got a quarterback who's very inconsistent. But um, he's up against Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is probably going to—it's probably going to be a bit of a close game. Uh, but Pittsburgh is a—it's—they're tough to run on, and I think this one, Detroit is going to have to stay in it, uh, throwing the ball. And I think that really benefits uh, Raymond. And I could I could see him having uh, more of the uh, twenty side of his uh, year than the zero side.
0: All right. Well, now as I alluded to before, my my wide receiver starts are not as deep. Um, it's Chris Godwin is is my first one. Going up against Washington, Washington's allowing the 14th most points. Or, sorry, the second most points. I was reading Tampa's line there for a sec. Um, They're allowing the second most points to the wide receiver. Obviously, great matchup. Um, Brown is still hurting. Gronk is still hurting. Brady's going to target his guys that he likes. Happens to be Godwin and Nevins. Uh, My other wide receiver start is Hollywood Brown. Now, it's going into the Thursday night matchup. The, the Dolphins are allowing the fifth most points to the wide receiver. Um, I think Bateman's a good start too, but I think this is – I think Hollywood's got the higher ceiling going into is this it, week.
1: Isn't, isn't Hollywood a top 10 in most
0: formats? Okay, but he's a really hit or miss guy, okay? Again, you <laughs> – I went – so you went pretty obvious with your with your sits on the week. I think he's actually the only wide receiver eight. So, yeah, he's, he's top 10. Um, you went really obvious with your, with your, uh, your sits on the week. I went really obvious with my, my starts this week. Cause I honestly, I I had a hard time picking some guys this week and wide receiver, unfortunately was one of those positions that this week I just, I, there's not, I don't want to say obvious decisions to make it that at that position, but. There's a lot of like really tough like on the cusp matchups that I just wasn't super confident in picking for wide it was receivers
1: a, it was a it was a really tough week for wide receiver starts outside of the obvious which yeah. was a bit of why I went really deep with mine to try and find some of those potential gold among the uh the dredge of the waiver wire I also just wanted um, to bounce
0: back from last week okay.
1: Sometimes you just need to feel pretty. Exactly. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I will move on to my sits. Perfect. Uh, This week I went, um, yeah, as Liam said, I didn't go, uh, I didn't go horribly far from obvious, but I think I still went with uh, guys that people are putting into their lineup. Um, I put all of Denver's wide receivers. Um, You know, there's, There's been some great things and a lot of confidence around Sutton, Patrick, and Judy this year, Um, and I think people are putting them in. Uh, This is definitely not the week, I think, to go with any of the three of those guys. Uh, I think this is a bad matchup, and uh, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but uh, I would avoid all three of those. And then uh, my other one is uh, my guy who's usually on the other side of this list is uh, Adam Thielen.
0: Um, You're Miles Gaskin of wide receivers.
1: Yeah, not feeling (laughs) Thielen this week.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, my my wide receiver sits for the week. Um, This one I struggled with. I, I I guess it was just wide receivers in general. I struggled with choosing Jalen Waddell as my wide receiver sit this week, knowing that Devontae Parker is going to be out. Will Fuller is still out. Um, Tua is out. He's the only one on the offense that's really established themselves, but he's going up against Marlon Humphrey, who is a very good corner. Um, and I just don't think... I think he's going to be next to invisible is what I want to say, but... There's opportunity there. I'm just not confident in the opportunity. Um, My other sit is Corey Davis. He is expected to come back this week, but it's a tough matchup against Buffalo. I I have no confidence in starting him. He's going to be against Redavious White. Buffalo's defense is really good. They're allowing the... What is it? They're allowing the 32nd, so the least amount of points to the wide receiver... In fantasy football, so I right, don't start Waddle, don't start Davis. Basically, fair
1: enough. Um, so after giving you a whole bunch of uh, flack for your wide receiver, I certainly did not go very deep down the tight end list yeah, for my start me crap of the for week him last week. <laughs> hey, does it have to be fair.
0: Apparently not. <laughs>
1: So I went with Kissicki this week. Um, but <laughs> you he's tight end uh,
0: three on the year,
1: <laughs> something like that. Yeah, no, he's, he, is, he is. He's tight end
0: re- three on the year.
1: Is is he tight end three? He I thought he was five four but, last uh, week. Oh, okay. So yeah, Kissicki <laughs> is, uh, is is definitely someone that if you have him, you should be starting him regardless. But. Uh, uh, Baltimore has allowed the second most points to tight end um, out, outside of if you've got, you know, Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. If you don't have one of those three guys um, and magically have Gasicki as well, uh, start Gasicki
0: this week. All right. And mine is uh, obviously I went a little deeper because you guys made fun of me last week for picking Gesicki. Um, I went with Tyler Conklin. It is a good matchup against the Chargers. Um, he's, he's been involved. You could feel pretty confident putting him into your lineups going into this week and in the tight end landscape if you're obviously not having one of those guys that you mentioned and Mike Gesicki, tight end three on the year. So,
1: all right.
0: Uh, who we got sitting this week?
1: Uh, so I put uh, Dallas Goddard. Um,
0: I 100% I, agree I, with this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean I think we alluded to it earlier, but uh this is this is just not going to be his week. Um Arizona or Denver is a it, they're just a awful defense to play as a tight end against um and Goddard's not a terrible blocker. So when you're facing a team that's you know, rushes the quarterback very well, and you're a tight end that can block. Oftentimes, you get utilized a lot less in the passing game to begin with, and then Denver is just they're they're so good against the tight end. It's it it's an awful awful matchup, and uh, I think you could pretty much throw a dart at just about any tight end, and you know, on the waiver wire, and find something better this week.
0: Yeah, I agree. And if uh, you hadn't got yours in first, I would have. I would have been picking Goddard as well. But I think I'm making a new rule for myself that my tight end sit for the rest of the year is going to be Tyler Higby. That's who it is this <laughs> this week. Um, I had so much faith in Tyler Higby at the start of the season. Um, I am a non-believer now. Um, so I don't. Uh, I don't. I think it's
1: Zach, who calls him the Higbeast.
0: Beast. Yeah, he calls him the Higbeast. Beast. And- <laughs> He's the Hig disappointment. Um, yeah, anyways, sit Tyler. I think in. he's still
1: tight end 13 I or something with care. all the, all the flack he gets. He's still doing, he's still almost a tight end one. It's just that he's almost a tight end one because he gets like five points a week.
0: Yeah, and that's, he... that's legitimately it. He yeah. so the one he had a, he had a 1.3 and a half point ppr this year but his his best score on the year is 11.5 points in half point ppr yeah. like it, it, he,
1: he he's got a mediocre floor he just has no ceiling and so if you want a guy who's just gonna get a couple of catches and do you know that tight end around 10 to 15 every week That's Higby for you.
0: And this comes on the back of him stepping out barely in the game last week on a touchdown catch. So, I mean, but again, I I don't like Tyler Higby. So I'm never – he's going to be my sit for the rest of the year.
1: Oh, you say that now.
0: Oh, I'm saying that for the rest (laughs) of the year. I'm not even – I'm just going to put his name in for the rest of the year. Yeah, just every single one of the songs. Every single week.
1: All right, fair enough. Uh, who you got on defense?
0: I have the Baltimore Ravens um, going up against the going up uh, against the Dolphins on the Thursday night game. It's one of those situations where it's going to be Brissett. They're missing two of their top three wide receivers. Baltimore has got a half decent defense. I think it's going to be Gaskin's going to be the only one that's relevant. Waddle's going to get shut down, but I think you can see Brissett. Turning the ball over, it, I think there's going to be a couple turnovers by Reset, and I mean th- you're probably game on just about anybody else too, so I think they're a, they're a great start.
1: Fair enough. Uh, I went with Indy in this one. Uh, I know I, they're they're definitely not the uh, deepest uh, choice again. Um, I think they're top ten defense this year, and on not a lot of waiver wires but if you happen to get lucky enough to to pick them up this week i mean lawrence has been a turnover machine um indy's pass rush has looked really good of late um i think there's a good chance that lawrence finds himself on his back quite a few times in this one and probably turns the ball over at least once or twice and Possibly for a touchdown, so I think Indy's a a very good play.
0: You you don't think that uh, Trevor Lawrence and Blake Bortles are the same person, do you?
1: (laughs) I do not. (laughs) I think that I think that Lawrence will also end up with a decent enough game. Yeah, Um, it's just everything you didn't
0: Everything you were saying just made me think of the Blake Bortles days, you know. Well,
1: I I look at Lawrence as um, a little more of a Jameis Winston in training uh, <laughs> at this point in his career. Um, he definitely throws the picks, but he throws the touchdowns to make up for it, and uh, he's got some rushing upside. Uh, I think that I think he'll have a fine enough game. I don't think he's going to get you five points, and Indy's going to end up with thirty. But uh, I think this is one of those games where it's not hard to see avenues of success. And I think Indy's got uh, as close to a good uh, floor as defenses can really get this year. Uh, Even elite defenses like Buffalo, uh, you know, you look at them last week against Jacksonville. um, it, it, It... it's it's been a weird year for defenses but i think this is one of those uh one one of those weeks where you can you can have a little more comfort if you got Indy.
0: all right well let's get to bold predictions for the week um i again i think my bold prediction is much bolder than yours so i'll let you start off because i want to save the best for last
1: okay uh so and I also still cause, think mine also
0: because i'm i'm a little bit hurt by mine because I didn't get mine anywhere in waivers this week.
1: <laughs> it definitely makes it a lot less fun when uh, you you find yourself almost cheering for other people but yeah. uh, so so for this one um, I went with uh, CD lamb and Amari Cooper as both being top eight wide receivers across the week um well i realize this isn't uh the boldest of predictions i don't think the two of them have been top 12 at all this year
0: together yeah
1: um together uh it's generally been one or the other uh so i think that looking at the two of them being in that top eight category uh requires both of them really going off Uh, But I think, uh, I mentioned it yesterday, Uh, I think Dallas is going to have a revenge game coming back from what was an unbelievably disappointing performance from them offensively last week. I think Dak is going to have a chip on his shoulder. I think it's not hard to see this being a game where he throws for 300, potentially 400 plus yards. And, uh, I think Amari and, uh, CD are gonna go off as a result.
0: All right. And by no means am I saying that yours isn't bold. It is a bold prediction. It's just, I think mine is as bold as my Jordan Aikens one last week, but I feel is, has so much more of a chance of coming true. And that prediction is that Deontay Foreman is going to be the number one back in Tennessee and will be a top 12 running back rest of season. He looked like the best back in the backfield for Tennessee last week. Um, we talked about it yesterday. I thought when watching it, I was like, like, how is Derrick Henry there when he's got a broken foot and it happened to be Foreman? Um, Peterson is over the hill. McNichols is not built to be a, a, a three down or even a, a one and two down back. They're looking to have that that guy that they can rely on for that first and second down like they had with Henry and I think Foreman is the closest thing they have to it on their roster. So, and I'm also mad yeah, because you've he... got him off of waivers in our league and I wanted him. You, you, you got to pony up money
1: sometimes. I thought, uh...
0: I thought it was so far out that I thought I ponied up three or four more dollars more than I would have had to
1: yeah well, I I knew you were sorry, uh, but right. I thought well, if I want this guy, I'm gonna have to actually pay for him. Yeah. So I did. Um, I think after uh, last week and I, I agreed with everything you said yesterday, uh, I think Foreman definitely looked like the the best option. He's in a he's on a team that likes to that likes to run. Uh, I think his run style very much suits. Tennessee, I think they're so much better of a, a landing spot for him than a lot of places he's been before. I think he's had some time off. Uh, he's going to have, you know, fresh wheels. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I think McD- McNichols isn't a threat at all. I think that he has less carries um, on the entire season. Than um, I think Peterson had last game. Um, it's it's not really a threat at all with him. I think Peterson will still get carries, um, but I think it's it's wide open for Foreman to take this um, role, and if he is to be the featured back. Uh, that's such a great offense to be the featured back in, and uh, I think it's very easy to see him with an avenue to being a a big contributor.
0: All right, well, that uh, that pretty much wraps it up for tonight. Um, again, don't forget to subscribe if you're listening to us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel. You can also listen to us on Spotify and apple podcasts if you do have any questions feel free to shoot us an email at potbellypigskin football at gmail.com all right and we will be back again next week hopefully we have zach again with us next week we will see but uh good luck to everyone this week and hopefully everybody gets a win
1: <laughs> cheers
0: all right bye